Do you want me to go into my uh, my story where I was arguing about yeah, why, why I hate humans today? Why Why were you arguing with your family? Um. So. Um, so you know, sometimes when it's not a good day, people we, we kind of riff on each other in our family. And so um, today, as I, we were coming home and we were talking to Isa, aka Isa Watch, um, she's telling me how her day was, and then she called me Buzzkill, right? Right. So she she named me Buzzkill. And then as we were picking up Santi, uh, Facebook was so kind to remind my wife that at one point when Santi was little and cute, well, he's still cute, but like little, little, he asked, uh, he asked. Um, Yes, uh, Nubia Asanti, as in to, you know, how do you say my name, right? My full name, which is Fernando Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria, right? And then Santi goes on saying, Fernando Rodrigo Sanchez Barriga, right? And if you know any Spanish, Barriga means belly, usually like big <laughs> belly, right? <laughs> right? And so, as we, and so I'm letting Nubia, my wife, have a laugh at this whole thing because she's having not the greatest day. And I'm like, all right, whatever, right? And then that insulin to injury, right? My son, and this is how like we've all have like a good brain and good way to to riff on, on on things. And he goes, "Huh, Fernando, Rodrigo, Sanchez, Buskill, Barriga." So the whole, <laughs> so the whole like the whole ride home, the whole like the last. This is the last past three hours. The joke of the household has been myself. And bus and buskill barriga. So <laughs> to the point that I'm buskill barriga, and then like at this point, like everybody, like every time anyone mentions it, the whole like you know the whole family laughs at me. And so like, yeah, I hate humans. Hello and welcome to the 55-1 Podcast. My name is Wes Burdine and I am joined by uh, Rodrigo Buzzkill Borrega. Um, I'm also joined by Corey Shreppel, who does not have a nickname yet, but we can work on that. Um, so, uh, Rodrigo, you're not doing well today, so I, I will not throw to you. Corey, how are you doing? Uh, are, you, are you, you're good? I'm doing just fine. Perfect. Great. I'm here. Excellent banter, working, working great, guys. Um, so, uh, we we don't. It's the end of uh, or, or the pause, I should say. The the Reynosa watch has been suspended. It is not over. Um, the telenovela has gone. So Mark Fangmeyer is actually um, has has locked himself in his room. Uh, he's just he's just been just been basically hitting reload on his. Uh, drone that was following Mark Watson but has been suddenly blacked out so I think that they're on to him um, so uh, here's here's to you that we're going to pour one out for Mark Fangmeyer um, and uh, and Alex and Eric are, are missing in action as uh, you know doing trivia night together um, so we are going to talk about uh, this is the it's the beginning of the season so we've got uh Two preseason preseason games for Minnesota United to go back to, and uh, and Portland coming up. We're also going to do our kind of Western Conference just predictions to kind of look at what Minnesota United will be faced with. But let me uh, let's let's actually um, go first to Concacaf uh, just with random news around uh, or Minnesota news first. Dane St Clair, um, this is just a random thing. He started for San Antonio in goal um, in their two one loss. To Orlando, he only gave up one of those goals. But I was just checking in on him, and uh, uh, 
um, saw a, a San Antonio tweet and then like the replies to it. And one of the people was like, St. Clair is the worst signing in, in the history of signings or something like that. And I, I just, I love the, first of all, like I'm, I haven't watched a San Antonio game in probably four years and yeah. I can name you at least three worse signings, uh, than the, uh, the goalkeeper who you've seen play for. I, minutes. I love that he trolled the, the, the Twitter trolls today. Uh, San Antonio wrote, uh, scale one to 10, how tired would you be after this? And it was goalkeeper training. Mm-hmm. And then Dane retweeted it with, I did a little more than just stand there today. <laughs> <laughs> and a boy, Dane. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if that's a, a sign that he's going to be starting for them uh, or, or what, but um, you know, I, he's obviously, we don't have that many players out yeah. on loan. So we'll, we'll keep track of him. Uh, UEFA Champions League this week. Uh, we've got Chelsea versus Bayern on Tuesday, which is a uh, big game. Uh, and then uh, Madrid Man City is probably the other big one, right? Na- yeah. Napoli Barca uh, is great. Leon Juve, but I guess you know you've got two giants versus two super giants. Madrid just announced that uh, Hazard is out for the rest of the season. Oh, an ankle or a knee or something. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um. And then CONCACAF Champions League, which is far more exciting, uh, or at least like way more hyped up on cocaine. I, I, yeah, I just, yeah. I just, it always feels like it's a disadvantage, right? Like, Liga MX already has like, what, five, six games in? And like, they're halfway through else, their season. Yeah, yeah, like a full season. And like, MLS is just preseason. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, these are the first games. Of the, and you could tell. I mean, you could tell. Uh, LAFC went to Leon and, uh, and should have lost seventeen to nothing. Yeah, they, they come away with a two nil loss, which is you know seems like a great result for them or something. It, but it's it's good to see that um, that the same formula as of last year, how to beat LAFC, still applies now. <laughs> right, totally. Just counter. Just yeah. <laughs> or yeah, or just sit back and don't do anything. And um, what did you guys watch any of these games? Do you want to do you want to comment on any? Um, I watched the uh, Cruz Azul game. Against uh, Portmore United, yeah, Jamaica, it, the the Jamaican uh, um, uh, Gryffindor team. I don't, Port, <laughs> Portmore reminds me of like a. It just makes me think of like a Harry Potter team. Yeah. I don't and know why. It's like a Jamaican Harry Potter blog. Yeah, totally. And they almost pulled it off too, right? Yeah. I mean, all the way up to like the ninetieth minute, they were like leading one nothing, and then like I go, I take a step away from the TV. The next thing I hear, I hear my wife Nubia screaming, "Oh, they scored!" I go, "Oh, it's tied!" And I come back, and a minute later, and they win. Chris wins two to one, and nobody was talking about that game. And I was like, out of all the craziest things that happened, and that it was just that was just like Chris had had no reason to win that game the way they were playing, and then ended up doing that. And then I mean, out of all the MLS teams, the only one that was actually successful or looked like it was in shape, it was uh, New York. Yeah, yeah. 5-3. Five, five, yeah, and that was and, just like a back and forth, back and forth. All the MLS teams come home this week. Yeah. So Which is good because Seattle's well, tied. Wasn't Atlanta at home? No. No. Atlanta was not at home. No. Okay, was away. Yeah, everybody else is. Yeah, they're all just they're all coming home. So it's like uh, Atlanta. The, Atlanta's tied. New York is up. Montreal's tied. Sounders are tied. Montreal uh, got, got hit by uh, Loons and Montreal legend Johan Venegas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and and so I, one thing I did want to say, I didn't watch any of the LAFC game, 
but I did uh, see that the LAFC fans, did, did you yeah. see this news? Did you see this at all? The LAFC fans went down to Leon and set up an event where they um, visited an orphanage and brought the 60 kids at the orphanage balls and clothes and a bunch of things. And then I don't think they intended to do this, but somehow it got hooked up that then they brought the kids to the game with them. Yeah. And so they they brought these kids. Anyway, yeah, it's it like, amazing. It like yeah no set I mean, a bar of away fan stuff that is like ooh well all the all the Leon fans were applauding the LF, LAFC yeah. fans at the end of the game it was yeah, great I, I think also too is like it's it's and I'm not too familiar with the rules but uh, away goals count more in this in this tournament is that true I mean if you're if you're tied on aggregate in this round a, a, the tie first tiebreaker is away goals and yeah, if it's okay. still tied after that then it goes to PKs well we'll see how the rest of these other teams yeah. Um, Morris looked good at Seattle. I thought that that was, you know, Morris just put the team on his back. Rui Diaz yeah. looked a little bit off, but he's always looked off at the beginning of the season. Yep. Um, yeah, Seattle looked in form for a bit and then just. I mean, everybody's dropping off at like 65 minutes. Yeah. But then also at the 67th minute, there was a red cutter should have been called. Yeah. <laughs> There's no yeah. VAR yeah, yeah, yeah. in this league. Yeah, yeah that was the, the high kick on. Yeah. St- well, that, uh, that was like the cleats, yeah. to my, cleats to my. Uh, to the side of my uh, fry, I was like, I was like, wow. I mean, it was Nigel De Jong in World Cup final. Yeah, it pretty much. Like like, at one point, he lifted up his his, his jersey. And it was like, look, you can just look, see it all. You can all, see the yeah. marks, and you're like, yeah. and nothing, yeah. right? All they, both of them got a yellow. That, that was yeah. a, that was the thing I didn't understand that the, the keeper, like, supposed to defend himself, and like he's over the guy. He's like, look, you hit me, you hit me, and whatever. And then next thing you know, he gets a yellow, and so the guy gets a yellow, and classic that, Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so the, those, those games are, are continuing. We've got Tuesday night, um, Atlanta is playing Montagua. Um, Wednesday night is like, uh, you've got some, you've, you know, NYCFC, San Carlos is at 5 p.m. Montreal, Saprissa at 7. I think America Communication is at 9. Uh, then Thursday is the LAFC Leon and, and Sounders Olympia. So those are going to be fantastic. Um, just to recap uh, European stuff, because I know people are always begging me to hear about FC St. Pauli. Um, they uh, they beat their uh, their their crosstown rivals Hamburg three to nothing this week. Um, they were uh, they've been so garbage that finally getting a win, and they they won both derby games uh, for the first time over Hamburg since 1954. So. Uh- Fun fact, a friend of mine who lives in, like, in Frankfurt, they're actually moving to northern Germany, mm-hmm. and I was just looking at the town that they were living in, just maybe 30 minutes east yeah. of St. Pauli, and I was, I said, hey, you know, explaining the, this, you know, St. Paul supporters group, and yeah. he goes, oh, yeah, it's a neighborhood of Hamburg, quite famous for debauchery and other seaport culture. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's seaport, that, culture. seaport culture, that sounds about right. <laughs> Exactly. Nothing what Duluth is known for. Um, right? <laughs> I don't know. I've I've uh, gotten pretty hammered on Cuddy Sark in Duluth. So, um, uh, any other random uh, European news you want to talk about? Leipzig trouncing whatever team it was Schalke this weekend. Yeah, uh, I think it was five nothing. Yeah, there's rumors that uh that uh that the English team or like the English national team is trying to persuade Gio. Yeah. Jurena? Yeah. yeah. I only saw, I did not read any of the articles looking into that. It basically seems very. It's like a rumor, but yeah. You know. I mean, I just saw the headline. Yeah. I don't know. Something to keep in mind. I mean, at one point, I mean, like, there's there's lots of people who are asking for Gio to start for the men's national, and I'm like, let the boy play. 
Yeah. Let him find him a spot. And don't I, I also just want to say if, if Gio, you know, it's everyone's own personal decision on how, who they play for and how they interpret their, what, what nationality they want to play for. But if he uh, plays for England, he can go fuck himself. And, uh, <laughs> But until then, he's just going to keep setting up assists for the pink, fleshy Norse god. Oh, yeah. The Rococo angel baby that is my, <laughs> my son, Erling Holland. That guy. Actually, someone, um, I forget the actor's name, but he was in the last season of, uh, or two seasons of the, the 1970s uh, season of Fargo. He's got the blonde hair. Oh, he was also in. Uh, he was also in Breaking Bad. He was. He was like like a murderous child yeah. in that show. He yeah. he like yeah. He has the dead eyes and the like super Aryan head and hair and face. And so someone put their pictures side by side. And I was like, Forehead oh, you can see from space. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, all right, let's uh, l- let's take a break. But first, I want to do this. This month, we are sponsored by our friends in soccer, Pence Homes, PenceHomes.com. That's right. They are back, um, and so is the Pence Home Extreme giveaway. Um, If you're looking to buy or sell a house, Pence Homes has you covered. Um, But basically, like, in the meanwhile, like, not everyone's going to buy and sell a house in the next year, um, and you just like free stuff, then you can enter, win two tickets to um, a soccer game at the professional soccer team that plays in St. Paul, Minnesota um, at a Midway Stadium, um, including transportation to and, and from the game, and then uh, a gift card to Blackheart that you can, I guess, spend whenever. But Did, you can... did we figure out what the transportation is going to be? No, we didn't. It's still vague. You, yeah. I'm actually, you know what? Nate Pence has not said, but so you can name your transportation. <laughs> Helicopter, he'll do it. Pence Homes has they've got the cash for it. Um, um, so uh, and you can also win a season ticket to Minneapolis City. Um, still, their lawyers have not called us to tell us that we're not allowed to say their apparently names. we're not popular in Minneapolis. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so basically, now everyone go to your calendar, mark this down on February 27th. That is this week. I don't know what today's date is, but I'm told February 27th. You'll be a Thursday, Thursday this week. I'm about to give you this, this number. Um, they won't hassle you. They'll basically just like, you know, hassle you. Um, no, they won't. They um, they just we give, will. give your we contact information will. and then you're entered. So um, February 27th call, day or night, um, first thing in the morning, wake up, Nate Pence, 612. I assume this is just his cell phone number. So 612 <laughs> So, um, um, 612-308-1122. Um, thank you, Nate Pence and Pence Homes for supporting soccer and, uh, and, and supporting the, the new microphone I need to get, Rodrigo. Although, thank you, Corey, for bringing your of two, course. two nice microphones. Of course. Since you're actually a professional at this. It's the NPR member drive, so I'm in a giving mood. Oh, oh wow. wow. Mm-hmm. What's the, uh, oh, tell it, me. It ends, it ends Wednesday. So if this comes out Tuesday... You'll have one more day to give um, and pay parts yep. of my salary. Yeah, support Corey. Support um, Corey. I'm a I'm a, a sustaining member. So, um, tell me about the the soccer scarves that they did. So it was whose idea? Was it was this? a limited run. I think Mark Fangmeier had. Really? Had, yeah, I think he had. Uh, he made a suggestion. Okay. Uh, to a partner who happens to work in membership yeah, at NPR. I thought his uh, his <laughs> his person. Whatever Fangmire touches just turns into something. Just chaos. Yes. Um, and basically they had one for each service. The current NPR News and NPR Classical just 
pretty yeah. simple but cool looking and they just it was like wildfire people yeah. were just like I think it was like fifteen bucks a month. If they, if, if you don't, if you donate that, and then you got this soccer scarf. If if they would have gone with the sorry about the Dawes, the current. Oh my god! Like the tequila uh, has run out. That would have <laughs> that would have like gone. I was I was on the board one of the one of the days and they were talking about the classical soccer scar, so, soccer scarf and they're like the team scarf the team scarf you can take it to a Vikings game or to a Twins game I don't know why you would take a scarf to a Twins game and they're like or you can wear it when it's cold and I'm just screaming at the glass going <laughs> no. that's not at all what it's for it, no. it literally says soccer scarf they, the and I was like I was like oh wait but it's classical musicians yeah, talking yeah. about sports yeah i mean they're doing their best baby steps them. baby steps um yeah so <laughs> uh anyway uh nate pence uh you want to hit it pencehomes.com yeah Back on the 551 podcast, uh, this is Wes. I've got uh, Rodrigo and Corey with me. We are going to do uh, MLS talk now. So um, basically, uh, um, we're going to, we're not going to talk about the Eastern Conference, even though I think like, Probably the more interesting like question marks about the league are Eastern rather than Western. I think about like DC United has done so much. Inter Miami are like they could finish second or twelfth. Yeah. Um, Atlanta 12th. like do, do who's left? They basically have like Doug from accounting and like pitching. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Um, and whoever the person who sold Mark from Meyer tickets to get to the open game, that's the right. Yeah, um, but like, uh, we're just going to talk Western Conference. We are going to do our predictions, but let's like recap for the listener because I have the, the the standings in front of us. This the league, the Western finished LAFC, Seattle Sounders, Real Salt Lake somehow finished third, Minnesota United, LA Galaxy, Portland Timbers, FC Dallas. That was the playoffs. Then you had San Jose, Colorado, Houston. Sporting KC, Vancouver Whitecaps. Um, so, I want to, we're going to talk about uh, where we predict, but I'll, I'll set this up here where um, my, when I was looking over this, my thoughts were basically like, there's two, three buckets of teams. The good teams, which is three teams, LAFC, LA Galaxy, and the shit teams, which is Vancouver and Nashville. And then basically it's just blah, 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 ellipsis in between which is uh real salt lake through for me it's the rapids um i like every time i looked at it and i thought about what they could do or whatever i i couldn't you could convince me of all of these people just completely swapping and none of it would be a surprise so will you challenge the assertion is there going to be another shit team in the category of shit teams or will vancouver or nashville not be shit teams will they be in the 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 um uh, the the matchbox twenty, if you will, the the um, ultimate uh, beige lukewarm oatmeal category of the middle. I've got Colorado, Nashville, and Vancouver as my bottom three. I okay. don't I don't think that's changing. I think Colorado went on a run last year. They got hot for a little while, but after they got their new coach, exactly. Yeah. But I I don't 
I don't see them replicating that. I mean, they could. They you don't could see them scoring scoring eighty corner kicks in a uh, in a season. Listen, I don't know how many times how many can Sam Nicholson they, cut how in. How many goals have a set plays that they have? A lot, a lot, like, of yeah. twenty a lot. something. Yeah, right? yeah. It was like it was crazy. Look, I, I look. They, they had. They also had like Rookie of the Year too, right? Yeah, yeah. Who beat out Asani? Yeah. So like, I mean, I mean, honestly, like, I love to cheer for Colorado if I could, you know, just because of the things that are going on. But I. I you know there are three teams out here that didn't do like big major moves, um, you know you you look at uh, you look at Colorado, and I understand Darwin's not considered that big of a move, but Houston either didn't make some big signings as well either, and they're just writing to figure out if this and I don't know what Ramos is trying to do. I I think Houston brought in Darwin as a stopgap because he's not he's a TAM player he's not he's not a DP. And I think they're expecting a couple of their attackers to leave in the summer. Um, I, I also think that Ramirez is still a new signing for them. You know, he played. Yeah, for sure. He no, played I, that, I agree. Half season there, but never really fully got going. They have a new coach there, Todd Ramos. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a huge question mark, but um, is you know could be the type of coach who could come along and turn a an okay team into a good team, or um, so. I just think, you no, know, from what I've heard Ramos make comments when interviewing is that he wants to be like, he wants to have a, a team that presses. And yeah. I just don't think with the team that you have on there, at least with the personality, you're going to be able to, it's going to be some up and downs before people start doing doing that. So the yeah. first six games are going to be rough, Yeah, I think. But I mean, have we ever seen Darwin Quintero press? Really? Um, we've seen him in his own way because yeah. he has he did a decent job of turning over balls, yeah, but like um, not in a coordinated way, right? Like if you think about them trying to be coordinated, and I, Ramirez is not a good uh, pressing forward. Exactly, that's what um, I'm saying. Like they don't have the personnel right now to be able to fit this mold that that, that at least Tab Ramos has said that he's interested in in doing. Then he kind of did like the last year and a half. When he was coaching the uh, the youth yeah. as, as well, so like I do, do I think they can do it? it? It's possible. I just also don't see Darwin right now as a as a starting eleven on this team. So do I have um I have Houston actually in tenth. I view so I. basically you know the bottom of the kind of like um category of maybe fighting for for playoffs for me. Uh, I I think that Tab can bring something to them, um, but I, oh I, don't I have him in ninth. See that much. More. Um, I do want to say I think Colorado will be in ninth. I think that they have made moves. They've got Austin Trusty, Drew Moore, Lalas Abakar, mm-hmm. um, Abubakar. Sorry, I think that those are like really good defensive moves to to get something going. Um, they got this guy Nicholas Benazé. Uh, who's a forward from Avant uh, Avant Greengamp um, in France. Um, they got a couple of the guys who I don't. It's Brian Galvan um, for, from Cologne. Um, so I, but I think that Colorado like have a bit more in them. So that's why I didn't put them in the shit camp. Um, and as we've seen like defense in this league, if you have a decent defense, you can, you can finish in third or fourth. Yeah. At least in the yeah. Western Conference. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, yep. and, and that's a great thing about yeah. this. Um, so, so, so we're saying, uh, Colorado and Houston are marginal shit teams at least. Um, we're not saying San Jose, who I think are a really weird question mark team. I've I've got them on the cusp of the playoffs. I've got I've got San Jose in eighth. Okay. Uh, I I mean, but again, going back to your point, I think anything from fourth through tenth is a toss up. 
Yeah. And I think San Jose, if they if they're gonna stick with uh Almeida's like man marking system, which is just super fun, crazy to watch. Yeah. Uh I think it's great. I think it's super entertaining. Um I think they could squeak in to the playoffs. Um yeah, if they can keep it going for an entire yeah, season. Yeah. They did not make many off-season moves. No, no they didn't. No. Um, and, and that may be intentional. Like they, he's, got, he's got guys that know the system now for a full year. Can he work on their fitness to get him up to that point? I don't know. But Yeah, and then bring a couple guys in, exactly. in mid-season to, to maybe help when everyone's running out of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I put them as eighth as well. Um, but let's, let's take a step back. We, we, we skipped over Nashville, um, who are weirdly in the West – they're the new team. Um, I put them as in last um, underneath Vancouver, but Vancouver could also struggle because God knows what that team did. You do. did you put them in last purely because of their anthem? Oh, <laughs> actually, let's take a minute. So Jonah and the and I'm, lion, I think I'm, is the jo- name. yeah, Jonah and the lion. Um, so they so Nashville uh, uh, soccer club, uh, Nashville FC, are they an FC? They um released a a, a a fan anthem that I don't know if they've said when they're gonna sing this the song never um, give up on you never give up never gonna give you up um, <laughs> never gonna break you Ju- down. Judah and the lion Judah and the, yeah so uh more biblical yeah regardless uh, as someone who um, played in numerous Christian rock bands growing up I like recognized uh, that name, and I knew exactly what it would be. It was basically so. Maybe there's some fans of uh, Judah and Judas Priest and the Lion um, out there. So I apologize for what I'm going to say in the next uh, minute or so. You don't apologize. But um, it is what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, it is, <laughs> it is basically like Mumford and Sons light. Uh, and and the song is like wait, like L I T E, like L I T E. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it, it the song is a downer yeah. and it's all like and it has too many words and like as someone who like has thought many times a lot over the past decade about how to get people to sing things and what you do to do it's bad so first of all it's like the melody is like it's too complex it, it, not too complex but it's just like it feels like it needs to be in a pink commercial it. Yeah, well, or someone, did you see this, that someone uh, recut it with uh, to an ad for um, basically like an animal hospital, which is like, a, you know, like adopt yeah. this animal yeah. with Sarah McLaughlin yeah. in it? Because it is, it's basically, yeah, it's a Mumford and Sons, Sarah McLaughlin mashup. It is, oh my God, it is bad. I, I couldn't get, I think I wrote this on Twitter on the on the Slack channel. I was like, I don't think I could get more than three lines in because the auto tune was just so bad. Oh, it was abysmal. Hey brother, oh. hey mother, hey sister, my lover. The fact like, uh, I couldn't even remember it. Yeah, that's uh, that that's it. So anyway, they're going to be bad because of that anthem. Um, the 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 thing is, uh, do you guys all have Nashville at the bottom of of the the West? Did you? I've got them in twelfth. I got Vancouver last. Okay, yeah. I got Nashville at eleven. I want that speed dealer of a. Coach uh, Mark Dos Santos to do better in Vancouver, but so do I. There's just no one running that ship. There. No, it's just. But there's there's a thing when we when we and we'll get this into this. Hopefully, we'll get into it when we talk about the games. It's like every time we play Vancouver, freaking Jordy Reyna always does something to us. Yeah. Like I yeah. don't get why. Yeah, just that you. Happens. He just he he knows. 
He just knows, oh, Rodrigo's watching. Yeah, yeah, and kisses his ring. Back to Nashville, sorry, because I don't want to talk about Vancouver. Um, Vancouver did make a lot of changes, uh, and who knows, they could be good. But um, Nashville, I think, are not going to be Cincinnati. Um, they've, they have signed really good players. They got Walker Zimmerman from LAFC. It's they the have, biggest signing in the They have Dax the McCarty. They've got Anibal Godoy. They have a really Eric solid... Miller. Defense. They have Eric Miller. Um, I heard that uh, Susan Miller started. She was at the bar this week. She started playing uh, Judah in the Lion. I was like, "You're out. You can't come back." So now, now you got to ask Jody Emmings. Yeah, now Jody just like a ragtime version of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dancing frog. So Nashville, I think, are going to be decent, but the problem is, I just don't see them being. That much better. I mean, their their ceiling is ninth. You know, they could have a really good year and finish above Houston or Colorado, or or they'll be great. No one will be at their games. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know what's going to go on there. We'll apparently, see. apparently, they're close to selling out that opener. I'm sure. But yeah. And then oh, I, guess can, I mean, yeah. If they can convert it, yeah. Have, really, like, really. Have the images uh, of the state. Like I've seen images of the. Of the of the Inter Miami Stadium, right? But I've not seen anything like at least someone sent something to me too about what it's it's Nissan. It's where like. what the Titans yeah, play. Yeah, it's at the Titans. So they have not built their their new. Oh, one. so it's the Titans. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were trying to build the new one, but then they got in a fight with the mayor, and it was very weird. And now it um, that's all done though. But they're building affordable the housing yeah. now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The deal that they're giving the city is is really good. Yeah, Wait, I don't. Is any other MLS club offering a builder club offer affordable housing? Um, well, what what they're doing is on the property. So it would basically be... It's like at the, at the state basi- fair, right? It would basically be like if Dr. Bill committed to saying, uh, you know, we've got the super block in, in among these buildings. We're going to put some of it will have affordable housing, which wouldn't be a huge ask, but you're not going to get them to, to, to agree to Apparently, it. yeah, after and hearing, they, that, and, hearing him say And they also here. have agreed in, you know, their... Um, Minnesota United agreed in principle to uh, donate and support a community benefits fund. Um, this one locks Nashville into it because yeah. Minnesota have not donated. They've they've rebuffed any efforts to to donate to the the Midway uh, Community Benefit Fund. Um, and so, yeah, there are things that that the team is actually giving up. Um, uh, where did we go? Okay, Nashville, Vancouver are going to be crap. Um, let's go to the top, and then we'll go back through the middle and, and where we feel about that. Um, I have Seattle winning going up top just because I wanted to th- be like, can I throw some wrench into this? And I wanted to, I do think that LAFC, maybe we'll see a step back. Maybe they will get caught out a bit more. And uh, and and their game plan won't be as easy. I mean, there's no way you can repeat what you did last year. No. Yeah, but I mean, you can finish first again. You can finish maybe, first, maybe not, but not the, repeat. The I, I think I, I think LAFC. I got LAFC as as first. I I don't think it's going to be the runaway that they had last year. Uh, I think it's going to be a fight between two, three teams. LAFC. Like I'm cur- Like I'm worried about LAFC's defense, especially with Walker Zimmerman being, being gone. Yeah. Um, you saw it against Leon, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, yeah. you know, I, I could see Seattle going. You have LAFC top, you have LAFC top, Rodrigo? No, I, I have Seattle top. Um, uh, and then. I want Miguel to just win something. 
I do. I want him to. Oh, I have a question about this. Okay. Uh, well, I, 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 well, I know. Let me just ask you this now, actually. Yeah. Just get At out the end me. of the year, who has more goals and assists per minute? Per 90, I guess. Robin Lud or Miguel Ibarra? Because Miguel is not going to start as much as Robin no. Lud. So who has more per 90? Just to be contrary, I'm going to say Robin Lud. Okay. Do you want to put a, like, a bet on this year? You should do or it. You should put it on a board. You're just, just going to do it just to be con- contrary. Someone mark it down. What's the over under? What are we looking at? Yeah. Six assists and three goals. No, the, I mean it's just they just have to beat each other. I think feel like Miguel should get a handicap. I'm taking. I'm the one going out on the, on the lane yeah, here. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, anyway. Robin Lutz is going to start every game for us. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how great he plays. So we're saying point <laughs> zero one. I think. I think. I think Robin Lutz would end up having. Six goals, nine assists. Damn. Wow. If he has that year, then I will be very happy with Robin yeah. Lud. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to all that. Yeah. Anyway, um, LA Galaxy, I have third just because they still, I still actually think they might finish like sixth or something, but they at least. They always collapse. Yeah. Yeah. They could have something. Chicharito is at least some better p- block to build around than. They bought out Pavone's contract. So. Yeah. They do have. Yeah. And so. I mean, um, you still, you still got, you know, you still got a good number six on that team, the the good Dos Santos, and then finally having Liberty do real do. I mean, that team once it starts gelling and figuring out how to play with each other, it, it should have a really fast um, attack. I mean, I think I, I I have them down as I have Seattle first, and then I have LAFC second, and then um, you know it's interchangeable between um, between uh, the Galaxy and. Um, uh, yeah, nope, don't do it because yeah, it, it's no. basically what you're going into the ellipsis mode. Yep, yep, I am. No, I'm not going to do it. So here, here's the deal. Um, because that leaves, I put Real Salt Lake in fourth just because I literally don't know what to do with them. They won't be in fourth, but I just like, I was like, I don't know what to do here. Why don't you just put um, FC Dallas on there. So, but but I can look at FC Dallas and San Jose have this exact same problem, right? Which is that they can put in. Um, with their youth and how they play, they can put in a half a season, maybe two thirds of a really of a good season. Yeah, but then just fall apart. Yep. Um, so I think that that Dallas could get that, but they have not put together that, and and maybe maybe Lucci will do a better job with them. Um, yeah, but Dallas made the playoffs last year, though. The they did, and I so I have Dallas in fifth, Minnesota in sixth, San Jose in seventh. I have uh, Portland eight, SKC in nine. Um. Uh, you don't you uh, don't think Polito is enough for to 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 okay, see, to um, push him up? No, because they also have a terrible defense. He was they. I mean, they couldn't score and they let in goals. So I think they've done a little bit, but I I don't know. Again, literally, you could put them in in fourth, and I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, the the one that I think Portland I see is the biggest drop off this year. I don't know if you have a team that you think will have the biggest drop off or the biggest ascent. Um, I guess Real Salt Lake is probably the best candidate for it because they were third. Jesus, every time I look at that, I can't believe that they were third <laughs> last year. Um, Miracles happen, right? Last, last yeah, couple what, games. Do you, do you have candidates for uh, the biggest drop-off this year who, who just think... I mean, Portland going from six to eight, I guess, is not... I've got, I've got Portland in sixth, Salt Lake in fifth, Kansas City in seventh. Between the three of those, you could rotate those in and out. Yeah. Those three in particular... For me, uh, I could 
based on what I've seen so far, Portland, I could see them being the biggest drop off of like bigger well, Western conference. Okay, teams. we'll go. Well, what makes you say that? Just out of curiosity. Just what I've seen in the preseason, which doesn't matter. But the, I knew. But you know, I'll say one of my problems with them is that um, uh, they have tried to switch from being this counterattacking team at various times, and they want to be possession, and then they always go back to what they do. Um, and the, so they end up being pretty one-dimensional. Um, I think there's like a lot of reliance on on Valeri or Blanco. Um, I, I just don't. I don't think that they've like added enough um, to them to to make them particularly special. I think that they've got Jeremy Bobas. He's got to have a breakout year. Yeah, he has to. He has to. There's no other. I mean, but how many goals did he? I mean, he didn't have. He, didn't, he wasn't that. You know, but he's just. It's just like you see the talent, you see the time. This is this is the year where he needs to be able to produce a lot and to produce often. Yeah, I mean, and but I I guess I always think like I mean, I, Valentin's gone, he, right? He's, he's yeah, gone, and then well, then they they signed the the double double Chara, right? Yep, Yimmy. Yep. So they um, have they have they have someone on the wing that can they can they can run and cross the ball. We're, yeah, yeah we've seen them before. But, but yeah, but I, I guess I guess I think like a guy like a Bobasi, you you're fine with a striker like that doing 15 goals if you've got you know you, you want a guy who can just get 12 to 17 goals, uh, right? And then the rest of the team kind of produces as long because I think a Bobasi is more than just a. Goal score. How, yeah. many, how many did he have last uh, year? It, oh, you're still looking. It's, it's fine. It's Don't not, worry. It's not even doing um, So, uh, um, right. So, Portland, I just, I also see kind of struggling. I, I, I guess I saw them as the biggest drop off, and I realized that now that that's only two points. Real Salt Lake, in reality, are the biggest drop off. Because I, I, I think, I think for me, the, the biggest drop off is probably the earthquakes. Yeah, I just don't think you're, you. They were in eighth. You think you see them really dropping? I, 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 I could see them between you know, you know, I could see them in being part of the bottom three. Uh, yeah, but I just what they had was someone who 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 came in and for a long time, like the beginning, first half of the season. I mean, this is a league where you can tank the first half of the season and just. Goal outs, yeah. uh, but Seattle every year, yeah, yeah. That, and Seattle's consistency, right? Yeah, <laughs> they, they do that every year, and it, and, and it works for them. Portland, in some sort of way, similar in, in some yeah. sort of way. It doesn't right? make me wonder how Champions League is going to affect Seattle this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 a really good point. But I also think you know I, I don't I don't see San Jose. I think the man marking thing is is a great idea. I just don't know how long you can you can sustain it. Well, I guess the the real the real thing is that. Um, no team out there, other than LA Galaxy with with Chicharito, I guess, has has really had a stellar off season that that has made everyone perk their ears up. You know, last year Minnesota did have that off season where it was like you looked at the two for sure signings that that were going to be good, Icopara and um, Ozzy Alonso. And then you looked at other guys and they, they didn't have a track record right of getting things right, and so. Big question marks on Gregush. I had huge question marks on Metanier. Um, uh, you know, we need... Who was the fifth? There was a fifth signing there that I'm, I'm blanking on. Um, and and it worked. But that that was like laying down a mark. Minnesota has not had much of an offseason. They brought in good depth. And then uh, Luis and Maria, who... 
you know, is, is in that category of typical guys who I have big question marks about. We'll yeah. talk about more, but, um, no one, no one's really kind of done anything, which makes you think like how much of this is going to change, but we all know it's MLS and it's all going to completely change. Colorado Rapids are going to win the supporter shield. When's the window closed? May? May Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Boom. Perfect. There you go. Battle of Puebla. Um, and so let's, uh, anything else on MLS that you want to preview? Uh, Rui Diaz, Golden Boot Watch. Okay. Yeah, for sure. You're going to make that prediction now? I, I've always made that He's prediction. He's a sniper. Every, man. every year. Every, every year I make that prediction. Thomas, no, no, Thomas Chacon, most assists. Rui Diaz, uh, most goals. Exactly. You Perfect. heard it here. Uh, and also, we've, this is day four of the, the, the Chacon era. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We are now in, in the, the, the uh, day four of CE. Um, we'll all think back to those. those uh, The early years, right? Anti-Chacon days. The pre-mop uh, days. Yeah, the, the pre-days. Um, all right, let's take a break. We'll, let's come back. We will talk this preseason. Hello, it's the 55-1 podcast brought to you by Pentomes.com. Uh, thank you, Pentomes. Uh, everyone, buy your houses, sell your houses, Pentomes.com. Um, preseason, we had two games to talk about. Um I don't, we're not going to, obviously last week we went really in depth. I don't want to do that this week, especially because the Wednesday game, uh, Minnesota three, Portland three, it was the B squad so much that I literally don't know who played in the back line. No. And I'm not like exaggerating. No effing clue who played in the back line. Um, I do know that it was toy. Uh, you had kind of a, a, eventually it was a four, four, two once. Was it knowing Noah building it right back? Yeah. Is yeah. he the one who got yeah. like ghosted by Espria and then like basically like has been left in Portland in a ditch or something? <laughs> um, so well, they switched you, you, to. Okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they switched to like a 4 4 2 pretty quickly with Schoenfeld uh, next to Toy. And then you had Chacon on the left. You had uh, Raheem Edwards on the yeah. right. And then the midfield was. Chicory. Chicory Hayes. Mm-hmm. Somebody else. Greg Ush was there. No, 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 no. Dotson. Dotson. Dotson was the six. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Ike was in. Ike was in the back line. Ike was in the back line. Yeah. Ike, Billingsley, uh, Batista, and the common. No, no, no common came in later. And then somebody at left back. Because then, the, then they brought in Boxall, Common, Chase, and Metnair in the second half. Right. No, that was like a. That's what they did the mass substitution at like it's the 70th minute. Yeah. We are, ta- like we are no- talking about the Portland game that we did win, right? <clears throat> yeah. We won that one. 2-1? Two, 3-1. Two, one? Three, one. Three, four, four, talking preseason, right? Yeah. The one where Chacon just came out and... Yeah. Four- <laughs> are, you, are you guys on the same atmosphere as I am? No. Wasn't totally- that the birth of the Chacon Was era? Was it 3-3? Three, three? Oh, I pulled my notes from somewhere. Or I, or I wrote my notes wrong there. <laughs> I don't know. You know, didn't didn't like killer segment guys. Yeah, yeah. Like Sorry. Chacon had an assist and a me. goal. You know, I'm actually going to this. Oh my god! Oh my I like I, believe I like could not find these things anywhere, and then could not find a lineup listed anywhere. It was like and it was like we won like five. We three. won. We won four two. Yeah, oh, okay. four yeah, two, yeah, yeah. Well, I just I knew that there were six goals. 
All right, our math works. New England, New England was two two. We won four oh, two. Right. Okay, yeah. I apologize. Let's just completely. Yeah, because Raheem Edwards had two goals. Chacon had his where he broke several ankles. Yeah, and he had an. And Amaria had one. Yeah, Amaria had one because right. Finley, Finley, Finley again hits the goalkeeper, but this time in the hands, not in the chest. Yeah. Um, Amaria, Amaria, Amaria scores the goals. Um, okay, so, so let's let's rewind. We have pretty much all the subs playing. The second yeah. we had we had Team B playing. Yeah. So with the, uh, our goalkeeper, which yeah. I can never get the, the name. Tyler Miller. No, no. Rajit. No. Uh, oh. Rajit Singh. Yes, Rajin thank Singh. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you had Billingsley, the deepest. You're killing me. Oh my God. <laughs> you guys are horrible. Uh, Buzzkill. Buzz uh, Batista, right? Because no, like, every time I look at Batista, I just look up like, he should be playing basketball because he's like skinny and tall, right? And every time he was being very physical, I was like, dude, someone's going to break his legs. Right? But he, at points... That's where Portland decided that that's where they were going to attack, and our, and our, I guess that would be our left hand side. They're they're right, um, and he was taking a lot of heat, and then nobody else was was willing to do much of anything. But when he was had to be physical and had to try to move up, um, he was you know he he wasn't horrible, horrible, right? I mean, okay. oh, we had Aha playing. That's right. That was the other defense. It was Aha. Uh, it was Aha Billingsley. Batista and Ike. Yeah. Um, and so, actually, well, I'll, I'll, I'll skip to the question part where um, uh, <laughs> Jim Oliver wanted to know: uh, Do you sign Batista based on what he showed in the friendlies we saw? I think it's a death signing. I don't know who else do you have besides Billingsley, right? We gave away Wyatt. Who else? Who else is currently on our on our on our? On our we can't use Coleman for four games, right? Four, five, 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 five games, games. Yeah. five. I mean, you've got Aha, Boxall, and Ike. That's three. Then you got Gasper and Mentonier. Right, and so and yeah, do you? It depends on if you sign the draftees, and we always kind of assume they will, but there's no requirement to since they were pretty low draftees. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't remember Batista at, uh, at all, and literally just forgot that he was a human. So. Apparently. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> this game's run so late. Well, yeah, and there's and there's know. no playback. That's what it is. Yeah. There's, there's no, no playback, playback, and also like half you know when I'm with the internet and the and all this crap. Every game, the something AV went wrong, except for the the. Well, no, even at the the third game, something. It's just like I just want to put it on the freaking TV, yeah. and let it go. Look, so, we started with our typical formation, which if remind me, was it like a. Th- like a four three two one. It's a four right? two. Yeah. Four two three one. Four two three one. Yeah. Right. And so with Toy up there, and Chacon was playing the ten, which was really exciting, at least yeah. for me to be able to watch. Yeah. Because you know that technically is what our DPs, DPU signing is supposed to play, right? Now what Portland was doing right from the get go, which is pressing a lot, specifically in the middle, to the point where like uh, they were always in our in, in our defensive third, so our defense was getting getting a lot of pressure. Uh, Chacon kept the ball kept coming to him, and he was making good decisions, but there was no space to be make those decisions in. And that is when, at the thirtieth minute, after Aspria, you know, score that banger of a shot. I mean, there's nothing you can do for about that, no. right? He gets I mean, the ball. You can put more pressure. On oh, him, I but. mean, no, I mean, I mean, here's the thing, right? You have a forward, you're 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 Billingsley, who was in front of it, like it's right. Yeah, and the he's box. playing his first like professional. It's, it's, uh, there's about four or five feet of space, right? So like you either. 
you have you either contain and stay with the line or you break line and you press, right? So that's a decision you have to make. He literally just took a, a, a tap and then just yeah. blasted the yeah. ball. I mean, I, there's I, no way. I mean, I, there's, there's, I, don't, I don't know who, I don't know if Vito makes that save at all. Like, that's just, that's just, no. just a bullet. No. And Espria and, and is just one of those players who will make those shots once every nine games. Yeah. And that's you know he'll score five games, five goals a season, and no, and you'll you the three of those might be memorable, yeah, right, or come at key moments, but that's all he'll do, right? Yeah. And I think when we when we saw that we were just going to get, we were getting pressure and we just been able to distribute the ball because all we were doing at that point is honestly um, was just was just um, doing what what Molina was so great at doing with Toy. Which is get the ball to the middle and try to and, and try to chip it past past mm-hmm. two center backs mm-hmm. and helping Toy can beat the line and do that and we were just we we, we were just able to do that so at the thirtieth or something the Billingsley goes out and Salary comes in mm-hmm. right and then, switch, and then we switch and then we switch to a four four two now the most interesting thing for me about this game was the fact that this is one of the few times that I've seen uh, team management tactically make a personnel substitution and a formation substitution to be able to relieve pressure, right? So, because Toy is the only forward up there, the two center backs that are back there, they can just, you know, they, don't, they, they just have to have one person body on it. The rest of the people just can focus on everything else in line. The six doesn't have to avoid as much pressure, right? When you have two defenders, and specifically a big target, like, like, uh, like salary is, right? Then you have, then you really have to keep the center backs honest, and then the six has to also pay attention to what's going on in their zone. So everybody is more about figuring out contain or press, contain and press, and then Toy has the liberty to drift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what he did, right? And then that's when we, when when Chacon, even though I, I I would love to see him more at the ten, when he when he drifted left, he he was Game like over, he was like he was like in an island. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw him. No one could recognize him. Well, because everybody else is like five foot eight. Yeah, well, that too, right? <laughs> but and 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 I hope that's that that is his gimmick for the whole MLS season that no one can see him, so he can get the ball always, like a Mari, Mariso Cienfuego used to do, right? Like he get the ball, he just, but he would be open, and once he started figuring and give him that ball, you know, the one thing that you want to do when you when when you when you know you're playing in that kind of formation is that if you have the ball, you want to dribble at their defenders. And when you dribble at the defenders, you 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 have to make them commit. You commit to the forward, right? Or you commit to the attack. The six will have to try to do something in the same way. And and that's where the first goal came out of, right? It was a it was a ball that was, it was a it was a pass that was going out wide. Yep. Chacon was able to to save the ball, yep. save the ball going out of bounds. And at the same time that the, the midfielder that was coming in, Megum to go out of bounds, this mm-hmm. dribble. And they had to make a decision at that point. Do I contain? Or do a watch toy, and by that, and in that split decision, toy, toy made his run. Yeah. Chacon just dropped it off. Toy crossed the ball. Salary made a dive for it, missed it. Then looked back, and what has happened a lot last season that we did not have a lot of was someone making that second yeah. goal, second the run to the second post, right? And Edwards just happened yeah. to be there for that. Well, that's what, that's what, that's what they told him. They just said, if you see if you see that the ball's over the other side, you run to the opposite post. You make the run. Well, there, there's and the, the second goal was <clears throat> that was the chip. carbon copy. That was I mean, it was it was except, yeah. except, it was, except it was the chip where he put it on yeah, a plate yeah. for the header and, instead and of. And so, but it's Chacon running at a at a, a defender. The ball, you know, he he uh, Mr. Kuh, uh, 
Kool-Aids it, and the ball pops to Mason Toy. Toy, with his left foot, does that fantastic chip to the far post, and there's Raheem Edwards yeah. again, uh, who scores at the back post. And my thought on the that is that we we didn't ever have that second runner at the back post because most of our crosses come in from the right. What do our left midfielders always do? Never play left midfield. So they're always uh, cutting in central, right? Yeah. So then usually we play with a wide right because usually it's a, a, a Finley, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Raheem was playing that as well. And so that's where you actually have the width to do something with that second person at a cross. You have so much more space that's coming up because you got Chacon that's pulling a couple defenders with him and then Toy's off the ball. Mm-hmm. And Toy's movement in the box is just... Yeah. And that's and that's one of the things that I think I learned a lot from this game was like all last season we saw brief glimpses with you know we saw it when uh, we had Miguel we had Christian and we had Darwin working together and quickly pushing that ball up with that quick ball ball movement play right we've seen glimpses of where we can be this game we saw it work probably twice as better than we've seen it go. And we should also say it's again Portland's B sides, you know. So it, well, it, I mean, so the youth came for Portland came right, right after we made our substitutions. They threw all the young kids in there, yeah. and they were impressive as well, too. But yeah. I, I think it, I think it, it, what you're trying to get out of, of this game is uh, that I got out of this game is the change of formation, change of personnel that we didn't have last year, and and which which gives us depth not only in that, but I also thought that. Um, not only did Edwards have a good game, but I think the fact that no one's talking about Jacory Hayes, <laughs> he actually had a he had a good game to be able yeah. to do the things that he'd do, right? Um, Dotson, you know, had a decent game, but at the same time, his his role was determined, right? He he, they, they, a, yeah. Dotson and Hayes had a pretty good partnership yeah, in the middle exactly. of the field. They so kept it clear, and, that, and that's the thing: the the transition aspect of this game was was the, the most intriguing for me because you got to see creativity that we haven't been able to see in a long time. The one thing that's the most annoying thing as a soccer player is defending someone who can get rid of the ball in two touches or less. Yeah. Like, and, Ch- and, that, and, that, and that is perfectly what Chacon does. Chacon will take one, two touches, the ball's out of his feet, you know? Whether, whether, whether the pass is, is accurate <laughs> or not, that's a, that's a different conversation. But the fact that you have to always, if you're defending this young kid, you always have to worry about, I only have a certain limited window, to, to, to make a move or to make to make an assessment of what might, what might be happening. And in that assessment, he already has a move in his head that's already happening. He's watching already where everybody else is moving. And that's what like I, I felt so much was just the confidence yeah. in him. Once he got going and got the space, right? When he was playing a 10, he had no space. Yeah. So it was just a, pe- a pass back, pass back, pass forward. Nothing was really doing that. But he was, when he was able to get into space, he was able to attack that space in a, in a veracity that was like, you know, Velociraptor type of, you know, like a dinosaur type of thing. It was, it was really fun to watch. Um, Aaron Schoenfeld, uh, we, we got to see, and we rarely see two strikers in together, um, except for uh, chasing the game. Uh, right. Um, but Schoenfeld is a big dude as well. Big target. Um, he, I, yeah. I thought he also had a really good yeah. game too because he had a shot on goal, a low shot on goal. That the goalkeeper that Chacon put in, yeah, that yeah. they bounced after it was, it was just a bounce, and then Chacon just, you know, saw that the movement was one way, just pulled it back, and then shot it with his left and in there. Yeah. I mean, but to have a big presence up there like a target is always. Well, I, I was good. I was listening to a, another interview with him today where it's you know he's like 
He's like, what do you want me to do? He's like, do you want me to be the holdup guy? I'll be the holdup guy. He's like, do you want me to just be the target man up top and just fire stuff into the box? Great, I'll do that. I think it's the thing that I took away from at least the Portland match was I think our depth, our second team is going to be, I'd put them up there as good, if not better than most teams, second teams in the league. Yeah. Which, which could be the best thing for us going down the stretch. Yeah, well, I mean, every team needs that, you know, depending on who gets pulled into the, possibly the Olympic team, um, you know, who knows going who's going to the, the Euros. Um, you know, it, it's really just the fullback spots where you're kind of like, right. there's I a think little bit of question there. Yeah, I think my questions are mostly just, you know, that defensive you aspect could, of you it. You could put Dotson in a fullback spot if you had to, though. You yeah. could, unless you're playing Barrios. Yeah. And then Barrios just burns him every yeah. time. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing. I was like, I mean, I think Dotson, in my opinion, just belongs to, he either has to develop as a six or an eight, or I'm okay him going in for Lewis on a wing, right? Because he can be creative and he can use that youth, or he can go in for Finley up there if he needs, if he needs someone to make a run. But I just don't. Uh, as a left back, as an option, like if it's, if this is like a like a uh, old man Larry situation where you put him as center back, then yes, I can see that just as a patch <laughs> patch fix. But I don't really want to see that no. as often as I can. Um, I, let's, let's let me move you to um, uh, Minnesota one, Vancouver two. Did I get the scoreline right? Yes, you did. You did. Yeah, thank you. Genius. Congratulations. Uh, I, this one I actually uh, didn't catch all of because I was trying to get ready for the San A Gala for goals, which is this weekend. Yes, fourteen hundred people you were dress there. up. Yeah, I mean, I I look good. Shit. Temple of Loom was there too. I saw. Yeah, him. yeah, we had a, we had several Red Loons there, and, uh, and did you get our NWSL team? Uh, no, I worked. So, so <laughs> what's funny is that so the Wonderwall, but specifically the Dark Clouds, put a lot of money towards Sandy Foundation this year. Dark Clouds raise a lot of money, um, and uh, they let us. Uh, they so there were um, all the SGs were were, were brought along. Um, and uh, our table, table sixty nine, uh, was right next to. Yeah, <laughs> was right. your table actually sixty nine? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was right next to uh, Chris Wright and Amos. And Everybody's Manny. busy at that table. And, yeah, yeah. And, and what table number did they have? Uh, was it ninety six? No, it was like fifty seven. It was weirdly lined up. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was not sixty nine, but it was so. It was that, like all the like the team people were there, um, and uh, and I was like, oh, they made up. Huge mistake on this, and uh, so there was one point where Chris, I, I, Chris Wright was walking by, so we we chatted for a bit, um, and uh, I did, I, I I brought up the NWSL team, uh, worked on it real hard, uh, didn't secure it, but I tried. But the one of my favorite points was um, at one point during the live auction, they were auctioning off a Minnesota United uh, suite, and uh, the picture that they put up was Miguel and Christian celebrating a goal. <laughs> and I, I looked at Chris. Oh, my God, really? And Chris looks at, starts talking to Amos, and he's he's obviously like... What is Amos' face reaction at that moment? I couldn't see Amos, but Chris was obviously like kind of laughing, but kind of also just basically annoyed. Like, like what the, we what have the? updated branding stuff, guys. Come on, use an updated photo from our team. They did, so, they did new hire new communication people not so often, so maybe... I don't know. Communication um, so I, didn't get so out So then there. I just kind of yelled over to Chris. I was like, Chris, 
if Miguel and Christian play, I will bid on that motherfucker right now. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, yeah, well, Seattle comes in, in May. <laughs> so like, that's, that doesn't count. So I did not bid because I did not have the $6,000. Um, anyway, uh, so that was uh, good. I'm trying to think if there's any other really good key moments when I, when I heckled them. No, um, uh, that's it. Tried to get an NWSL team. Didn't work out. Can, um, can we at least confirm that uh, Aaron's uh, girlfriend will be on, will, will attend Allianz? Oh yeah, what, who Aaron Schoenfeld is dating? Abby Dahlkemper. Yeah, we're gonna literally say that. Uh, have to remind ourselves every game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean we can we can just like bring Abby in and have her like convince Chris or something. Um. So where was I going? Oh yeah. So I missed part of this game for that. Um, I was at Costco. Uh, great. Just same basic same thing. Um, I streamed it from Costco though. After 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 we were able like like I put out a question saying like are we actually good at the game you know good at the soccer today? which Costco were like no uh, the Costco in Maplewood that's one I go to yeah yeah it's yeah. a good one did you know that they they know like when you buy food over there you no longer have to like there's everything's automated like they have computers and stuff you can just pick your order and pay there and, oh yeah. I did not I like going to Costco though. Yeah. Anyways, I was we streaming. The, we, I was streaming okay, the game. We're done with that segment. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by <laughs> Sam's Club. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's Club. All right. Uh, let's talk about the game. Yeah. All right. The actual game. Uh, it was basically the starting lineup that we will see again. We will play against Portland. Right. It was. It was Lud, um, Molino, Finley, Amaria, etc. Blah blah blah. Um. How did it look? I saw lots of people. Like, I was bored. Yeah, I mean, not very excited and kind of mad about the game. I but. mean, I mean, t- let's 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 be honest, though, right? Like it's preseason. Like, what are they? They've been at this for like what four or five weeks. I don't yeah. know how many weeks they've been at. They're it. done. They're yeah, done they're, with preseason. I mean, it's just like it's like it's like as much as I understand, you want people to compete at a preseason game and a last preseason game to go on the end note. I'd be like, I'm trying to watch my knees. I don't yeah. want to get injured. I don't want yeah. to walk away with the with an injury. And, that, and that's the thing that we got out of it. Nobody's injured. Yeah, nobody's yeah, injured. Yeah. I mean, there's For, just some question marks. I mean, Ike's, Ike's health has always been a question. As a, well, yeah. they said, he had. You know, they finally admitted that he had a knock before the the Vancouver preseason game, and that's why he wasn't playing on turf or anything. But what I did like though from that game is I saw that Chase was wearing headgear too. Oh my god! And he actually had his number on mm-hmm. the back of a headgear. I, I have this theory that Chase wants to be Ike. Hey, why not? If you <laughs> and it's just want to one. Be someone on that team, it's Ike. I I do right, I, but then he has to grow like. Yeah. Yeah. Is he gonna be if he can be Ike with in on stilts? I mean like if he can be like I don't know, but just get Uh, some of that height or he's got like, you know, vertical of forty five plus inches. Tell me about this theory though. That's it? No, that's it. Okay. That's really just it. <laughs> All right. Brilliant fucking theory, man. Um, uh yeah, I, I, I thought the first goal we had was really great. Um was it Molino? He crossed it, and then who went for it? Finley, uh, uh, Amaria it was Amaria, Amaria went the, for it, and, and then, then Finley, Finley was making that run off of the off yep. of the off the opposite post, and then just buried that thing. I I think that's great. The thing that I really liked about that when you look at the replay is Molino's coming screaming in on the left hand side and just shoves a defender out of the way to get to the ball too. Then immediately just yeah. do a low cross in the box. I was like, great, awesome, keep doing that. And then every everybody just fell off, and they were like, okay, let's get out of here without. Yeah. Pulling a hammy. Um, 
I did find it uh, later in the game. The substitution that was made was to to kind of defend the draw or whatever, which was bringing in uh, Hassani for. Um, can that can that be our anthem? What defend Defending. the draw? Yeah, exactly. can we get like trampled by turtles to do defend, defend the, draw? the draw? Defend the draw, hey mother, hey sister. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if if like, but like trampled by turtles could actually do an interesting yeah. song. Yeah, exactly. Because they're like, you know, they're pre Mumford, but they're Mumfordish in that vein, but they don't suck. Correct. So anyway. All right, there That's we go. That's the key, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, get someone who doesn't... It's the key to, like, everything. You guys should get someone who doesn't suck. It's like... Uh, they were fine. No. So, um, uh, but yeah, they, they brought in, and, and then they went with kind of the extra midfielders uh, to kind of... Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, as, as, much as, as, as much as, you know, it was a loss, it was literally just a, a throwaway game, because we know that the starting 11 is determined somehow Lude's going to get on the left... And hopefully, if anything preseason tells us, he will average a PK draw every th- every three games. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Um, I guess you know this, and this is completely the the difference between fan expectations for a game like this and like I think the more realistic coach expectations of it. You, I, I want to see a game like this where it's like, all right, put insert and we've talked about this on this take this and then like let's see Chacon with this for a bit like why don't you the real frustration is that Heath is getting ready for game one yep and prepping plan a it and and I, I totally get that but we but the last every season we've had plan a plan a completely falls apart and then we have to see what plan b or c or d does um and it, it's like I want to see what, how does, how do these kind of like marginal starters, how are they going to fit in and, and do you have to adjust it? Um, rather than seeing all the, the second stream team play with each other. Um, so there will be times where like, will Schoenfeld and Emeria be an option? Will, you know, um, uh, you know, if, if Molino is struggling, does Chacon come in as a 10? Um, I, I don't, I think between Molino, Finley, and Lud, by far that's the biggest question mark of the starting lineup. Those three, I don't. Mm-hmm. All of them can be well. Finley has had really good moments for Minnesota United. Molino, I, I think I'm I'm the most confident in his talent, but we've seen also games where he disappears. Yeah. Disappears. Lud turnovers. I won't all day. repeat all the things that I think about Lud. Um, so. Who's going to replace them, right? Mm-hmm. Raheem Edwards. Like, he made a case for himself. I thought he was a left wing back, but apparently he's a right winger or something. Um, you know, who are the other options? Chacon. Um, Ja'Cory Hayes. I guess, uh, mm-hmm. I guess Marlon Hairston, who Wait, did we see I, it all? I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if we saw it all. We I thought in the friendlies we did, but I don't think we yeah. saw him in, 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 in the Portland like in, series. In the, yeah. yeah, the pre, yeah. Um, and so, like, what, what are the what are the options for the attack? Um, and we didn't we didn't get to see many of them. And so that that is that is like one uh, frustrating thing I had. But I, it's not like a particularly big frustration. All I'm saying is, if in the friendlies that we play during the season, if we know that the team B is going to be playing that friendly. I will actually might go. I, I will actually yeah. go yeah. see team B. And that, that's the thing that that's the thing that's it. That 
I'm excited for for this season is I've never been as pumped for some of the players in our B squad. And it's not even a B squad. Right, because usually, like, you know, it's like when you sign, you have death players, you have someone who can fill a role. Yeah. But here you have at least three three or four good players who could be competing for a starting role, yeah. right? And I don't... And I, and. My issue with the midfield right now is Molino needs to take a hold of that creativity piece. Yeah, because Molino we, doesn't do it. Nobody no. else, and that's starting exactly. eleven. We ago. didn't talk about Reynoso watch, uh, and we we joked about it. But Reynoso is almost certainly not coming until if the the summer if he comes at all. And yeah, and I would say we're probably if it's not Reynoso, we'll get some number ten. Uh, and in the meanwhile, we need we, Molino we'll has to be the yeah. the the. the Real right. engine, of yeah. and, that's, and, that, and that's the key. Is like, how many times have we seen Molino be that engine? Like, we saw it. Oh, well, first season. Yeah, we saw that, right? And that's that's something. Now, now he's finally given that. And we, and we saw flashes that. of that when he would come in as a sub, and he's you know lobbing balls over to Mason Toy running off of the back, yeah. right? And those are, and those are like you know at the 40, 50, 60 minute mark, right? Exactly. He, he, how long will it take him to warm well, they, up to well, be able to do that? Both he and Finley said we didn't fully feel fit until the end of the season how you know the mm-hmm. last third of the season last year hey well, do you I hope mean, finley's more fit than that. yeah because <laughs> last couple he of looked, games i mean he looked good though he, well i mean i mean the so thing far. the thing that people were saying about his speed yeah the way that he torched that portland backline yeah and, and that and that goal that maria got after his shot yeah. i was like i was like well apparently that speed came back somehow yeah. right he yeah. just torched that backline yeah he just dribbled through I, think, I think i think you know i mean he's i mean he said it in an interview I don't. It doesn't matter who it was, but you know, the whole the whole back the whole season last year was just him testing it to see what he could do and getting the confidence back to see like what yeah. he could put play. Hey, do you remember last season when Schuler started on the left? Oh yeah, I was just thinking about that. The beginning of the season for like four well, games. Yeah. Wait. So then we have two players from the same country starting at the left. You, I mean, like, like Schuler was supposed to was an eight, right? The one huge difference of like, uh, someone asked this question. Let's just go to this question. Um, uh, Steve Lindley says, "Does Amaria break the streak of starting the season opener and then being off the team by the, by next year?" So that's for strikers because he says uh, Johan Venegas in seventeen, Ramirez in eighteen, Angelo in nineteen. Um, I want to take that question and just ask, like, yeah, is 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 uh, basically, the the left wing spot is the drummer in Spinal Tap. Like they keep on they keep on dying. Like will Lud die, be electrocuted in his bathtub, and like not be, but like because he's going to start on the left, and like will he be there? I don't know. I mean, I think he makes a lot of money, and that that makes Heath very invested in his success, which totally I get, but. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I think it. I think it's positioning because he looks good on his national team. I don't know. I never watched Finland. No. no I mean, I watched to, it once, and no. I was like, "Hey, he looks good." <laughs> I watched it once. <laughs> no, I, I think it just it comes down to like how many games do you, do you do you give this midfield before you start trying to tweak things a bit? And I think what like and again going back to this Portland preseason game that I know we should not really be like overanalyzing anything. The fact that we were able to make that formation change and that personal change change early was something that I don't think we've rarely done in in, in the three years in the three or four year span. But I think we also like again back to the death thing. We have the personnel to be able to do something like that. Now, preferably, what do I prefer to be playing in? 
I prefer a four four two. We had the depth last last year though. We had we had depth that we did not use. And that that's my one of my questions, which is like, okay, if I was just football managing the crap out of this, like dude dinking around, uh um I would say, all right, you give this team uh, you know, sixty minutes or whatever, and then you you plug and play someone. You bring in Chacon on the left. What can he do here? You know, it's Lud's spot to lose and it's Chacon's spot to earn. And do they earn it? And are we going to see Raheem Edwards get the same opportunity? And we do that. Um, but the problem is you just don't see that kind of, maybe it's happening in practice and literally no one sees it, but you don't see that kind of like actual fighting for spots where people get chances and they, they go yeah. in and you just see people kind of get blind faith or get kicked out and you don't know why it doesn't, doesn't seem to jive with what you see on the pitch as a fan. To answer the question, Amaria will be on the team next year. You think so? I think so. I think every. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel much. I feel. I mean, I think Christian was a different position, not only financially, but with 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 it. But this is one of Heath's picks, right? Yeah. Christian was not one of Heath's picks. Yeah. And, we, and that's and that's been obviously made clear. So I think he will be here next year, and I think he will be much better than. Um, I don't think he'll score 25, but I think he'll score in the 15s. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'd be okay with that. Yeah. 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 For sure. I, and uh, and I, I'm feeling way better about, you know, I said this last week. I think Emeria, I'm, I'm starting to be ready to, to get my Emeria on. Um, I'm, I'm feeling better about him. Um, it, the, the other question I have is, um, Minnesota didn't look great in possession um, during during the preseason. They also, you know, um, I'm not sure if, you know, between Finley and the guys they have out there, like, it's, I don't know if they're set up for that. It seems like they're set up really well to play counterattacking soccer. Um, Finley, Molino, um, Emeria seems to work well. You know, um, Chacon did, did well in that. Um, right. uh, I think all you, previous years we that's what we always think we have, right? Yeah. We always say we have a counter thing, but yeah, that's just, right. Literally, I said this at the beginning. Yeah, it's like we don't. Right? Well, we, we do we have the pieces, but we just don't. don't but they don't. Become don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, but Lud is is the one thing who I I don't think plays that way, right? No. He's he's not particularly fast. He is, uh, you know, he he's a possession guy of like. She playing with the ten clue making. Yeah, maybe I don't know. And then you put Chacon on the left. Got to scout those. Uh, oh, just whatever gets Chacon on the field. Just blonde babies all throughout the middle. Oh yeah, <laughs> putting, putting out that Aryan attack. <laughs> that Aryan midfield. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I just want to insert into this podcast that gif of the Tampa Bay um, team that uh, that. Uh, uh, Valderrama played as he's walking with his hair bouncing. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to see. Oh man, <laughs> that the. the Beautiful, beautiful hair, a little fraggle rock. Um, so uh, let's uh, let's take a break and then we'll do. We just have some questions, but um, I want to reset. Hello, it's the 55-1 podcast. Welcome back. Um, Greg asks this question. No question, but a bold prediction. Chacon gets double-digit goals this season. Ooh. Rodrigo, do you have a response? 
Um, I don't think so, but I think he gets more assists than anything. Uh, there's lots of uh, questions that involve, but uh, we should we should keep track of people's bold predictions if we can at uh, one point. But you, you we won't. Can. We you won't. Can. I'll try. I'll too. try. I can barely get the. I can't even get the. Uh, the Scores right. Matt Axelson says, at the end of the season, do you think Edwards or Chacon records more MLS minutes? Um, this hurts me, but I think Edwards will. They've got more invest in Chacon. They I, do, I they, but they but they benched them all last yeah. last season. So, um, and then Rob says, does the missed Reno, uh, shot at Reynoso open up the likelihood of early season minutes for Chacon? If yes, does that lead to him on the wing with Molina or Lode playing centrally? What do you think the, the likeliest non now that we have no, that we didn't get the 10 we Literally, want? Literally, Reynoso. Reynoso. Oh. Reynoso. Reynoso. Yeah, no. good, good. I can't word. capitalize the words that I say. No, that's that's so. how audio works. I don't know if you're you're new to audio, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh What's this new to <laughs> scorekeeping and Corey's new to audio? Yeah. Um, I mean, these are, I ask these because they're all Chacon questions, and obviously the lesson I learned from this, like fans are very interested in Chacon, as are we, and I think that that will be like one of the biggest question marks going into the season. Is, is he? I think there. I think not getting Reynoso would open up. I would say significantly more minutes for Chacon. For sure. I, the 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 question really is. Um, I guess if you, if, I guess why, why we see both Lud and Chacon as left wingers, um, what, what about their, not wingers, cause they're left, left midfielders who come in centrally. Um, what about their play and makes you think why Heath would want to do that? And I do see maybe a bit of Chacon where it's like, well, we do see when he gets that space, right? And you, you talked great about it, Rodrigo, like, he gets space and he wants to take guys on. You can't, you can do that in the midfield. Darwin obviously did that, but there's a, there's a certain level of danger that can come from putting that wide. So maybe, maybe that's why they see him there. I don't understand why load is being used there. Um, Cause it does seem like maybe he's not going to be the um, killer number 10 like Darwin, but he's a glue man and you know, but that that might work well I think, as a ten. I think Lude works like a slow six, in a sense, like possession guy, big bodied. Could could you know you know if he loses the ball, you know that. Yeah, you wonder maybe use him interchangeably with Gregus or someone or. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's I think that that's a viable option. I think the reason Chacon works well out where is keep him out roaming free on the wing is because he has that space to be able to create. The difference between Chacon and Darwin is Darwin would dribble at people. But when Darwin needed to pass and get rid of that ball, he was already at, he was already in he was already face to face with the defender. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Chacon Chacon understands when where people are on the field and when he needs to release that ball. And I think that's the thing. And also he you know, Darwin Darwin would dribble with it and stay with the ball for like, you know, 45, 50, 60 seconds. Well, Chacon is willing to get rid of it within two or three touches. And then get it back, get it right back. Yeah, and so like, he's, he's okay doing the th- that. The thing, the thing that I would be excited about if, if Chacon was out on the left with Molino, specifically central, I think the two of them would just constantly be shifting. Would constantly That's be That's a good observation. Places. I believe so, yeah. yeah I think I, that would I, be good. I think they would just completely throw defenders off because you don't know where, what runs they're going to make because Chacon could come in center central and 
Melina's going to go out left, and you, yeah, you don't the, know you don't know what's going to happen. I would have definitely had them bunking together um, on, in preseason, drinking mate together. Um, uh, um, Hams. Kate, I think you say her last name Thursloff, but um, she's uh, one of the dark literati. She was she introduced me to a, a Trinidad sour. I think it is. It's like a lot of bitters. Is that just the name of the U.S. men's game? Yeah, but boom, boom. A lot of bitters, orgeat, and whiskey, and some lime. Anyway, so I was working at that uh, this afternoon. I have a really tough. Call it the Molino. Just sitting around a bar alone. You're gonna call it the Molino. Yeah, yeah. Call it. Yeah, (laughs) I could call it the Molino if he if he like. Yeah, I like Molino. Why not? Um, Alex says, "How reliant are we on Ike's health?" Very. It, I mean, I think last year we went, um, you know, we, we had Ike and Ozzy, you know, as best as we could, right? Yeah. Like the healthiest we can. Do I do I think we can repeat that? I want to, yeah. but I'm not sure. I think that's where we had a lot of those depth signings to be able to relieve some of that pressure and, st- and stress if, if so that way we don't, we don't wear them out. Yeah. So, and I, I'm hoping that's what we have to do. I think maybe, you know, maybe the switch from Menone to Miller maybe is worth four points or something like that. The switch from Ike to, you know, Boxall leading it and then having another person is probably worth another four points or something, you know, maybe probably actually a little bit more than, than the switch from Manone to Miller. So you start to get in there. It's like, I think Boxall can Boxall with another guy can do the job most times, but maybe two, three games. They just let up a game winner or an equalizer um, and that, well, that's, that's right. That's what happened up. in the pre. I mean, again, it's yeah. preseason, but Boxy gave up a PK. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that like you, every team is always reliant on the health of its best players. Um, but Ike is our best player. Um, yeah. I mean, without Ike and Ozzy, you know, without that just heart of the team and the mm-hmm. aspect of it, if those two things are not functioning well, then we're going to have to figure out either we change our formation or we change personnel to be able to accommodate for that until that is back working again yeah um okay uh corazon de maloon this is the question of the night has anyone heard anything about new food offerings at alliance and then number two is if uh 55 one had a choice of empanadas arepas or pupusas which do you go with all right Wes, you go first i I, i'm i like never pretend to be like well versed in latin american food so have you had an arepa I've had an arepa. I've have had you had a empanada. pupusa? I've not. I don't think I've had a pupusa. That's not the I've had but yeah. empanadas. So I've had those. So two. out of arepas I, and empanadas, which one do you like the best? Empanadas, sure. Okay, all right. Empanadas, Corey. You, you of all. <laughs> I think I would go pupusas. That's a good choice. What is a pupusa? Tell me. Go ahead, Corey. Go ahead. It's just like. It's all like the. Here, you need a photo. You just uh, do no, it. You okay, tell, just okay. Go. So, yeah. like, if you ever had, I just put, I just, like, I just, like a, I just eat it. It's, it's kind of like an arepa in a sense, right? <laughs> no, like you yeah. make it, right? Yeah, and you then, make like, it. You make, you put, you put like lots of toppings and food and like everything in it. It's like a, yeah. and it, and it, and it's really good. But I would go because I'm from down south. I would go empanadas because empanadas remind me of home and Chile. And Chile, of course, has lots of empanadas. That's where like. A lot of the empanadas come from in my world. You know, it's like Chileans made empanadas, but we made pisco. So that's just how it goes. Pisco comes yeah. from? No, pisco comes from Peru. I say we as Peruvians made no, pisco. We've never and, talked about pisco. No, we're podcast. not going to talk about that. <laughs> so I would uh, love to see empanadas. I would rank 
empanadas, pupusas, and then arepas. But we already have an arepa. Isn't there like a hola arepa in yeah. Minneapolis? Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe they'll come. Who knows? We need a hola empanada in uh, in uh, St. Paul. Um, I've not heard anything different about food offerings. I, I've uh, I've Mark Fangmeyer keeps. I don't know if he's making this shit up, but he believes that hams, which, which thing that hams will be offered in the in the stadium. And I don't know if he's just been doing that just because he's wants because he like Jeff Jeff Reuter and the did a feature with yeah it was it was with it Chris was Wright, Wright uh, oh, okay. for the Athletic and they were talking about how they're going to reconfigure some of like the people flow around yeah. Allianz and some of the things he mentioned that there's going to be more um, not temporary food stalls but a different configuration on the west side. And he said there's going to be some local offerings and some other stuff. So I don't, I have no idea yeah. what that's going to be. But thanks for all the details, Chris. Um, uh, Jim, <laughs> no, we already, you already asked that question. Answer that question about Jim, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. So the last question is: Steve Lindley wants to know new plans for the bar. We're gonna have, uh, we're gonna have empanadas. Just kidding. Um, Would you get fish and chips now? We right? did. Yeah, yeah. We just unveiled that in time for Lent. Um, no, the two, th- the the things that uh, we have. I just ordered, we are going to go from eight beer lines in the front to 10, which will like finally let me uh, get a few of the beer distributors off my ass. Um, uh, Like a few of them, like get, especially the local small ones get really upset when I move off their beer and I'm like, there's lots of other beer I I need to put in. But uh, it also lets me like have multiple options of of stuff. Um, Or duplicates. So you can just pour more. Yeah, no, no, we we can we can handle that part. So the main thing actually is like by the end of the season, we had figured out way more of how to get beer more quickly into people's hands. I feel like there's still a couple things that we we need to work on. Um, but then uh, the real thing is, I have not worked out for the home opener, but at least in May, we've got anchor fish and chips, and uh, because really? our, because our kitchen can't handle. Like it's not made for it. It's made for when there's like 20, 30 people in the bar. Um, so, cause we can't use the parking lot. That was like the big frustration. Okay. So where do you, so um, if you look at the bar on the right is that shitty grass lot that won't be sold. Um, and then there's Albert street. So they'll just be on Albert street. So oh, it's so like, you go outside. Yeah. It's like not food, ideal cause it's a bit further away, but like it's fucking anchor. You can walk. Are they gonna forty feet? That's gonna be great. There's always that like there used to be that donuts food truck there all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SS Donuts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's they know someone that I don't understand that. They never like actually sell from there, but they just park in our neighborhood. Um, No, so they'll set up there. I think we've got Potter's Pasties for some other dates. We'll basically switch between those two. Um, There might be others. If if you can bring food trucks there, that you know, like. That might be something, you know, like I got a couple of food trucks that I'd love yeah. to see over there. Okay. I'm, I'm, well, I'll talk about it. I basically wanted to test it out on uh, Anchor called me up because I know them pretty well. And it's like weird because it's like it's not immediately next to my bar, but I think you'll do gangbusters anyway because literally everyone's coming off the light rail or walking from the neighborhood. So, um, yeah, so that's like going to help a lot because then we'll do less waiting 45 minutes for okay fish and chips or and, and we're finally that. having a fifa tournament at your bar i don't know right? we've yeah we can talk about that uh and then another game day stuff is um 
I added Pilsner and Cal in, in Tall Boys. That's that's big. Um, really, it's just like uh, figuring out how we're going to do things. I think we're basically going to do any home game at night. We're going to do karaoke afterwards in the back or in the main room, depending on what's going on. Um, as always, uh, you get into the show if there's a show that night for free. Um, you just have to... Um, I, I actually last year said you, you should show your ticket, but that was just like such a pain in the ass. So just conveniently come by at that time and say that you were at the game. Um, I mean, we, it wasn't bad. I mean, you just have to load it up on your phone and show it. Did they ask? I know at one yeah, point no, they I guess, they, but Yeah, the people the, would be they, like, oh, okay. I would be like, here's here's my tickets and then okay. let me in. So yeah, it worked. Good. All right. If I, I was so, the only one they, doing it's it. It's so crazy. I like, don't actually know how my place <laughs> operates at times. I can't keep up. Uh, that's it. I think those are the changes. But I'm I'm like open to uh, it, people give me suggestions and sometimes they're like completely unworkable. But um, there have been good ones like trying to get all the service in the center. I've got to get a sign. That says order I, ju- here. I just need to know how I can get a keg of Cusqueña at your bar. Maybe for my birthday. I got to see. How what is Cusqueña? Cusqueña is a Peruvian beer. Oh, we. <laughs> Do you think that there's anyone who can get a keg of that in this country? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in they have Minnesota? I'm sure you should have some in Chicago too. I don't. We'll work on that. Okay, I'm just going to say that I don't think any of my distributors do that. Um, all right, uh, that's all I've got. Anyone else? You good? Let's yeah, go fine. home. Go U.S. Women National oh, Team. So the game, Portland, this Sunday. Oh at- yeah, <laughs> Blackheart. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So what we're going to do is we're going to take this and you're going to cut this to the pot. Beat us, uh, yeah, but then I'm, I'm way too lazy. 6.30 p.m. Uh, at Blackheart. Come right. watch the game. Let's I'll have a, a, a big opener, ass party. Opener, right? Yeah, I'll be there. It's, it's the opener. Let's have a big ass party. Um, uh, and yeah. will, 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 will Offensive Loom be there? I don't know. After th- he might do a comedy set afterwards. Oh, He's got wow. braces now. He can tell you all about his braces. What? Oh, I don't wow. know. He's tweeting about having braces, so. Now, now I'm gonna tweet at him for having braces. Yeah, so I'm gonna tell you. Issa watched that he has braces now. Yeah, see how this works out now. <laughs> all right, kill. Uh, let's go, guys. Oh, oh. We'll see you all. We'll I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> we'll see you all on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>